Hey everybody, this is Linda Weber with Soul Purpose Ministries right here in Coshocton, Ohio. I'd like to talk to you today about demonstrating the power of God. You know, it's time for every born-again believer to be moving in the power of God. You know, not uh, when Jesus walked this earth, he taught, he preached, and he demonstrated. And that's what we need to be doing. And uh, this is available for every born-again believer. You know, there's a saying, if you have all word, you'll dry up. If you have all spirit, you blow up. But when you mix the word and the spirit, you grow up and uh, things will happen. So um, that's what I want to talk to you about. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, Paul said, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. How many of you know that, you know, when you go out there and you operate and move in the power of God, um, that miracle signs and wonders will follow you? Because Jesus said that. Miracle signs and wonders will follow those that believe. Jesus said, those that believe in me will do the same things that I do and even greater things than these because I go to my father. And when you uh, demonstrate and you see, you know, miracles start happening, um, you're going to get the attention of the unbeliever. And that's what it's all about. So, and then you have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus and lead them in a relationship with Jesus. Because, uh, you know, what good is it going to do for you to go out there and get somebody's body healed and then they die and go to hell, right? So we should always be leading people to Christ, no matter what we do. But uh, that's what I want to talk about is demonstrating the power of God. Okay, in John 16, verse 7, Jesus said, But I tell you the truth, it's for your good that, I go, that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, the Holy Spirit is not an it, and he's not a language. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, so he's not an it. All right? In the Old Covenant, the, the Holy Spirit, the glory of God, the cloud of God lived in a temple. But Jesus, when he said, it is finished... The veil was torn and the Holy Spirit came out to reside in each born again believer. So when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he comes in you. Okay. But now he wants to come upon you with power. Okay. So um, actually we are a carrier of revival. Every born again believer. We're a carrier of revival. You should be changing the atmosphere everywhere you go. You should, you know, and that's why it's important for us to stay stirred up, to keep ourselves on fire for God. Um, now, this is what happened on the day of Pentecost in cha Acts chapter 2. If you got your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2, all right? In verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there was a difference in Peter when he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you remember uh, when Jesus got, uh, was arrested, you know, Peter denied him three times. And Jesus told him he was going to do that. He was timid. He didn't have that boldness, you know. And uh, <clears throat> on the day of Pentecost, Peter was there and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
So um, now when this happened, and I ended that in verse 4, um, there was people from all in Jerusalem, from all different nations, and they heard these people speaking in their languages because they were speaking in tongues, and they thought they were drunk, okay? So let's skip down to verse 14. Then Peter, I'm talking about a difference in Peter after he was baptized with the Holy Ghost, because some of you out there, you're saved, you know, um, you're on your way to heaven, but you've, you don't have that boldness. You don't, you don't have that urgency, you know, and you need the mighty baptism in the Holy Spirit, okay? So in verse 14, it says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Now, remember, it says Peter stood up boldly, and he he, you know, addressed this issue. He said, these men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, now this was over 2,000 years ago, okay, and the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. So where are we at now? We're in the last of the last days, okay? So he said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay? So on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, that's when the Holy Spirit came. And uh, in that upper room, the 120 believers were there. And Peter became very bold after that. Okay? All right. Now, as for tongues, because it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You're going to receive a prayer language. Some of you are going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost even as I'm speaking, even as I'm reading the word right now, the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he's going to fall on you. The fire of God is going to fall on you, and you're going to be baptized in the, with, with, the, with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You should be excited about that. Just receive the word of God right now as I, as I uh, speak this to you. Hallelujah. I got to keep myself here from... <laughs> getting drunk in the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Getting full of him, getting, I'm, I'm telling you, it, there's nothing. I wouldn't trade my relationship with the Holy Spirit for anything. Amen. But anyway, as for tongues, some people say it's of the tongues is of the devil. That tongues, stay away from that stuff. You know, it's of the devil. Really? Well, if tongues is of the devil, listen, I don't serve the devil. I'm a born again believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, I, don't, I don't serve the devil, so if tongues are above the devil, why do I speak in tongues? You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> if it, so uh, listen, if, if tongues are of the devil, and on the day of Pentecost they spoke in tongues, then show me in the Bible where it was turned over to the devil. I, and I, I have this conversation with religious people all the time. They'll tell me, that tongues is of the devil. I say, Really? Yeah, and I don't argue with people, but I'll say, really? I'll say, now right here in Acts chapter 2 is when the Holy Spirit came and they began to speak in other tongues. Now, 
Can you show me in Scripture where it was turned over to the devil? Because I, I need to know that, you know? And they can't do it. They'll go, oh, well, well, let me study that, and I'll get back with you. Well, they never get back with me because it was never turned over to the devil, okay? So this is a heavenly language that God wants to give to you, okay? The, the Bible says when you don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit in you will pray through you, okay? And uh, <clears throat> you'll build yourself up. Jude says you build yourself up by praying in the spirit, okay? Um, you know, you'll sing in, your, in the spirit and in your understanding. So, so on the day of Pentecost, the Holy, the Holy Ghost fell and they began to speak in other tongues. Now, if tongues were not for today, um, then, and if it was of the devil, they would be using it in the beer joints, right? In the bars and in the strip clubs and everything. You know, people would be doing drugs. They would be uh, sniffing cocaine and then they would, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I spent some years when I, in my younger days in some of them places and uh, unfortunately, but I never seen anybody take a hit of a drug or, or drink alcohol and then start speaking in tongues um it's not happening okay so uh no tongues is of of god it, and listen uh it's a heavenly language it's your heavenly language and it comes from heaven and this listen this is very important that we are baptized with the holy spirit and fire okay so um, that same fire, that same Holy Ghost that came upon Peter on that day is available to you right now in Jesus' name. Just cry out to him. Say, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the mighty Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I want everything that you have for me. Just cry out to him. Just talk to him. Listen, he said, when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. Jesus said, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Come on. You got to seek him. He said, when you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. Amen. So, um, you know, religion will tell you that it's not available for today, that it was only for the apostles and that it's not for today. Listen, my Bible tells me that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, what he once does, he still does. And once he once, once he, or yeah, once he did, okay, anything, what, <laughs> I'm just going to have to start speaking in tongues right here. Amen. I'm not redoing this because. What he once did, he still does. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I might just fall off my chair. What do drunk people look like anyway? <laughs> they fall off their chair. You know, they start slurring their speech. Right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. These are not drunk, as you suppose. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't care what people think of me. That's a good thing, too, right? Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you right now. <laughs> you know, there's always a party going on in heaven, and sometimes we just join in. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus is not going to say, enter into the depression of the Lord. No, he's going to say, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? But Jesus doesn't change. The Word of God does not change. It stays the same. So read that Bible. There's nothing new. Uh-uh. It's, it's still, still the same. Amen? So if it's in there and it's for you, take it. Just receive it. Amen. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says that they'll, in the last days, they're going to have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And we see that. We see that in a lot of churches today. You know, 
<clears throat> they have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. I want nothing to do with that. Matter of fact, the Bible says don't have anything to do with them. When Jesus walked this earth, he taught, he preached, and he demonstrated. And I want to do just what he said, because he said, when you believe in him, you'll do the same things he did. Amen. In Matthew 4, 23, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Okay? Now, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, no, there's only three groups of people that God anointed. And they were the prophets, the priests, and the kings. Okay? And the other people had nothing. All right? But under the New Covenant, which is where we're living now, it's available to every single person. Okay? So we can have the anointing. What is the anointing? It is the manifest presence and power of God. When God's presence is in a place, when you, and you are a carrier of the presence of God, you're a carrier of revival, okay? When his presence is there, you have the power of God, okay? And uh, you don't want to quench that, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 3, John prophesied about when Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit, okay? In uh, verse 11, he said, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me, and he's talking about Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, okay? Now, in John chapter 14, verse 26, um, this is where Jesus confirmed this prophecy of the Holy Spirit to his disciples, okay? In John 14, verse 26. Uh, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and he sent him on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. See? And now Jesus, uh, after his death and his resurrection... He showed himself to his disciples, okay? And he proved that he was alive. He told them to go and wait in Jerusalem. Now let's turn over to Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. I hate it that I don't have much time with you, and I'm trying to rush through all this. But you might want to take notes, and, uh, you know, you can go back um, on my YouTube channel. If you're watching this live right now, which we're live on uh, certain stations and um, so you might want to go on to my YouTube channel which is look up Soul Purpose Ministries S-O-L-E Purpose Ministries and uh, just go to YouTube go to the search bar look up Soul Purpose Ministries and you'll see all of my shows on there and uh, there's other things on there as well but you can go back and take notes and study what I'm telling you here today in Acts chapter 1 verse 3 through 8 it says he presented himself alive to them. Now, Jesus presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. In verse 8, he says, but you will receive power. 
boldness, like what happened to Peter. Power, boldness, you're going to receive it. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, remember, when you get saved, he comes in you. Now he wants to come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we receive this power, this boldness to be his witnesses, okay? It's not for us to run around and be healed and, you know, just all this stuff be demonstrated. And listen, don't ever, don't ever try to take the glory for anything that God does. You are not the healer, okay? God wants to work through his vessels and uh, God said, I'll share my glory with no one. So you must always stay humble, okay? I love to watch God move, you know? Every time I'm doing services and I see uh, God touching his people and healing them, they get filled with the joy, they're getting uh, set free from depression, they're, there's miracles taking place. Listen, I am so excited to see what God does, amen? We should never lose our excitement because he's there with us. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So he's going to be there and he's going he's gonna to display his power if you allow him, okay? So uh, I want all that God has for us. I want everything that he has. If I read the Bible, I read it as a little child. If he says that's available for you, Linda, I want it. Amen. So uh, anyway, so that's why we receive the power. The boldness is to be a witness for him. Okay. And uh, so Jesus ascended to heaven. The disciples went and waited in Jerusalem. Like Jesus told them, go and tarry in Jerusalem for the promise that my father is going to send you, which was the, the, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, okay? Because, and he told them to go and wait. Listen, I, I can't even imagine. Matter of fact, I've been in ministry for about 30 some years, traveled all over the United States and in different countries. And I, I, for, for very uh, many years, I traveled without uh, the power of God, moving in the power of God. I was very religious and uh, I never seen healings taking place and, um, you know, rarely ever seen somebody get saved. It was, I don't even know what I was doing, just, <clears throat> you know, going around doing some religious something. But man, when I received the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost and then the fire of God fell on me, it changed my life forever. I can't even imagine now operating, going out and doing anything without the mighty Holy Spirit working through me, okay, and working in those services. We need this. Every born-again believer needs this, amen? So even Jesus told them, he told his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem. Okay, so he, they had to go and wait. And then that day of Pentecost, that, the mighty Holy Spirit came and filled them up and, and baptized them, immersed them with the Holy Spirit. So if they needed it, we absolutely need it. Amen? And it's going to change everything in your life. Maybe you're saved and born again and you know there's something missing. You know, this is what you're missing probably is the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm going to pray for every one of you here in a few minutes. And you simply receive it by faith. Amen. So after the Holy Spirit came upon them, uh, they didn't stay in that upper room. They didn't stay up in there basking in the presence of God. Listen, they went out of that the four walls of that upper room and they went into a lost world and they started uh, teaching and preaching and demonstrating. And that's what we need to do. We can't stay in the four walls of our church or just meet for an hour on Sunday mornings and then go about our daily, 
you know, things the rest of the week and not tell people about him? No, this is a 24-7 relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants to move through you. Amen. So we got to get out of those four walls and uh, go tell a lost and dying world what Jesus did for them. Hallelujah. So that was the beginning of the church as we know it. And I'm telling you that right now where we're living, um, <clears throat> listen, if religion was going to change things, if religion was going to rock this world, it would have already been done. You know, matter of fact, when Jesus walked this earth, those were the people that he came against was the religious people. He, he was there for the sinners and, you know, he uh, reached out to them, but he would, the religious people were always trying to run him out of town and trying to kill him and ultimately did, you know. But listen, I believe it's time for us to return back to the book of Acts church. I believe that's what we're going to, we're stepping into right now. I believe there's a, a mighty army that God is raising up that are going to be full of the Holy Ghost and fire. And they're going to go out into this lost and dying world and they're going to bring in the harvest of souls. And they're going to go out and they're not only going to talk, but listen, they're going to be demonstrating. They're going to be moving in the power of God. We're going to see healings. We're going to complete the book of Acts. You know, um, listen, when there was no ending to the book of Acts, read the book of Acts. There's no ending to it. You know why? Because we are supposed to be continuing with the book of Acts. We're supposed to be finishing this. Okay. Listen, it, it, it never stopped. I mean, man's traditions and doctrines are what quench the Holy Spirit. That'll stop the move of the Holy Spirit. But listen, it's time people do you want to be part of this great army that God is raising up? You know, I want to be right in the middle of what God's doing. Jesus said, will I find any faith when I return? I, my prayer is that I am found full of faith and moving in the power of God when he returns. Amen. Hallelujah. He said he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So you know what that means? It's time for us to repent. It's time. He said in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. So it's time for church, it's time for the believer to repent, to get down on our knees and to repent for our sins and to cry out to God and say, God, I want everything that you have for me. Lord, I want to be part of this end time army that you're raising up. Listen, I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know if you even know this Jesus. Maybe you were just flipping through the channel and you came across this right now. And for some reason you stuck with this channel and uh, you, you've been listening to what I say. And but you're you're thinking to yourself, I don't even know this, this Jesus that she's talking about. I want to lead you in a prayer right now that will connect you up with God. You know, maybe in days gone by, you asked Jesus to come into your heart, but you know, you've had a rough time. Uh, you, you've, you've allowed the cares and the, the worries of this life to weigh you down. And, and to be honest, if I ask you right now, if I looked you in the eye and I said, if you were to breathe out your last breath right now, do you know a hundred percent sure that you'd go to heaven? 
And you might tell me, no, I don't know where, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know for sure where I'm going to go. I want you to say this prayer with me right now. And this is going to connect you up with God because the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Bible also says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's you tonight. I want you to just say this prayer with me. And if you mean business with God, he means business with you. Okay. I want you to just say this right now with your lips, say it out loud and mean it in your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. I believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for me, that he rose from the dead, and that he's coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Now, Father God, I pray for every one of these precious souls tonight that prayed that prayer. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over them that not one will be lost on that day. Lord, reveal yourself to them. I thank you, Father God. I thank you that you're going to reveal yourself to them and that they're going to rise up and be a mighty man or woman of God and fulfill that plan and purpose that you have for their life. Lord, I cancel every assignment the enemy has put out against them. And I thank you, Father God, right now that this moment there is a absolute change in their life. Now, for you, those of you tonight that you want to receive the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire. Let me tell you, this is, you receive it the same way you just did receiving salvation by faith. Okay. Listen, when I received, I, I got saved when I was nine years old, but when I received the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, a pastor just said, um, he just led me in a prayer, he, you know, to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I didn't shake. I didn't quake. I didn't run around the room. Nothing. I didn't feel anything, but I believed what he said because of the word. And listen, when I was on my way home, I left that building. And when, as I was driving home, I was talking out loud to God. And suddenly I started speaking in tongues. And listen, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And uh, another day I'll tell you my experience with the fire of God. But right now I want to pray for those of you that are seeking the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. I receive right now everything that you have for me. I receive Father, in the name of Jesus, baptize them right now with the Holy Ghost and fire right now in Jesus' name. Fill them up, Lord God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Father God, I thank you. Their life will never be the same. Lord, let the fire of God fall now in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. I can't believe our time's up already, but uh, I want you to, you know, link up with us. Go to spministries.com and uh, connect up with us. If God has touched you through this program today, I want you to get on there, email us, get on our uh, website or go on YouTube and find us and let us know what God has done in your life. We're going to rejoice with you. We're going to keep you on our prayer list. Send your prayer request to us because we absolutely will pray for you. And uh, we, we want to 
just link up with you and we want to get to know you. And maybe one day we'll be able to come to your town, your city, your state, your country. Because, um, you know, I'm an evangelist and I, I travel. I go all over. And I tell you right now, the fire of God, the demonstration of the, of the power of God, that's what we need. Amen. That's what's going to change a lost and dying world. You can't do this without, without the Holy Spirit baptism. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to preach a good sermon. You're going to say a good word. But we need that demonstration of the power of God. Amen. It's called the anointing, the manifest presence and power of God. Well, God bless you. This is Linda Weber with Soul Purpose Ministries. And see ya.